Welcome, 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 everybody, back to the Asuminati podcast. Welcome. Yeah. Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. Episode two of season two. Yeah. We made it. In the building. We're going to keep going, I guess. Huh? We're going to make a thing out of this? Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, Why? I got nothing better to do. Nothing, but yeah, you got nothing. Nothing to do in North Carolina there? So far, I've been um, remodeling our closet. That's been really exciting. Mm, very good. But now you're ready to out of the closet, painting. right? I came out earlier. Yes. That's good. That's good. I'm going back in tomorrow, though. I got to do the painting. Okay. Okay. Remodeling right. the closet. That, I mean, that's, that's, you got to love that work, right? Where only you and your wife are really the only ones that care and see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. It's not very visible. But, I mean, but it's I'm functional. thinking of putting a chandelier in there. There like, you go. That's how much effort I'm putting into this. Do you remember MTV Cribs? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Well, maybe we'll see on an episode of MTV Cribs. We'll have to see that closet. And uh, yeah. maybe, maybe you can keep up with all these rich musicians and millionaires out there. Speaking, yeah. speaking of which, these millionaires, these, these, these rich people that we used to see on MTV Cribs... Uh, we're going to talk about a few of them today in our in our episode. Today, we're going to tackle, and we plan to tackle, some of the myths and legends within the music industry. Some of these famous people that we've known throughout the decades. And we're going to tackle some of the, uh, some of the legends that maybe we grew up hearing, or maybe we've heard in the media, repeated over and over. And we're going sure. we're, we're to go Mythbusters on them and see... And put them to the test. Let's let's see if they're true. So we're going to lead into it with uh, our brother Matt here, and he's going to give us our first couple. Take it away, Matt. What, what do you got? What are what are some musician myths and legends you want to lay on us? Well, thanks, Brandon. Uh, what I would like to say though first is Brandon posed a question to our audience, our listeners, and the question was, "Do you have like a favorite famous musician myth or legend?" that may or may not be true. And because we had such a, a good response from all of our listeners, um, we are going to take uh, from that list of responses that you all have provided. And so I've picked a couple um, that I've heard throughout my entire life of these um, musicians. The first one being from Robert Young's Jr. Okay. The comment here is there's an urban legend that someone asked Eric Clapton what it was like to be the best guitarist in the world to which he apparently replied i don't know ask prince wow yeah that's saying something right and i guess this kind of had you know took on a new life when prince died um you know this kind of came kind of rebubbled up here uh as a legit quote from eric clapton but doing a little bit of research you know obviously we've all heard this right brandon you've heard this bobby oh, but, you've yeah. heard this Absolutely. kind of coming up and and uh you know thinking wow he must have thought prince was amazing which he did actually think prince was amazing and he's done redone some songs so it fits but unfortunately this one is a myth oh <laughs> you should throw in some uh, collective wah, 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 wah. that's okay, a, so that, that came from a michigan bobby from high school there nice he's bobby. got a good name Body chimed in there. That's a good one because I think all three of us respect Prince on a on a very high level as far as his music musicianship and especially his guitar playing. He's the yeah. real royalty. Wow. So not true, huh? 
Not true. I guess this actually was attributed to a Jimi Hendrix on a Tonight Show episode. And he said, you know, he was asked this question on the Tonight Show and said, I don't know, you'd have to ask Phil Kiggy. I'm not even sure who that is. But then there's another version, which Hendrix was uh, reported saying Rory Gallagher. And that actually put me on a uh, <clears throat> kind of a, what do you call that? Alice you, in Wonderland. You go down a rabbit hole there, sir? I went down a rabbit hole. I went down a rabbit hole in YouTube and saw all these videos of Rory Gallagher. And I'll just say this. I've never heard of Rory Gallagher before, but it's unfortunate because the guy is an amazing guitarist. If you haven't heard of him, like me, uh, maybe all of you are more in the know than I am and you've experienced Rory Gallagher but I, the dude is amazing. The Gallagher name rings a bell with the Oasis brothers, but uh, maybe there's... Yeah, some, I don't know if there's relation. any relation in that, that regard. I don't know. I mean, that would be another question. But anyway, Dang. that is false and should be attributed elsewhere. I mean, for those of you who, who want to check out a guitarist, I mean, Prince would be one of them. What an unbelievable musician. He could pick up any instrument and just go at it. Oh, that's my favorite Super Bowl halftime show of all time was Prince. Prince is amazing. For There's a reason. version that I listen to weekly of While My Guitar Gently Weeps uh, with Tom Petty, Prince, Jeff Lynn, uh, all those guys. And Prince's solo. Oh, so good. And that song is amazing. <laughs> so do yourself a favor. Look that up if you want to see the quality of Prince's guitar soloing and uh, playing. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, George, that George that that uh, yeah. is definitely false. Dang. Okay. Mm, that's heartbreaking. That is a little bit heartbreaking, but I, I could totally see it as plausible. But but we're gonna call this one false based on what that found. Okay. False. All right. What else you got, Matt? Yeah, the other thing is uh, from Andy, from from my friend Andy Laguerre. Andy! Commenting. So shout out to Andy. Thanks for this one. Um, this is one that we grew up kind of hearing all the time. Uh, and the and the uh, claim is an interview once an interviewer once said to John Lennon, "Is Ringo Starr the best drummer in the world?" And John Lennon reportedly replied, "Ringo isn't even the best drummer in the Beatles." <laughs> <laughs> which oh man i've heard that one repeated so many times that i have too and i think the problem is like with this quote you're assuming that ringo is a, a subpar drummer which is completely false and if you kind of look back at john lennon's history with ringo and what he you know how much he talks ringo up and if you watch the latest get back documentary and you see how they um, you know how much they loved Ringo and regarded him as a an outstanding drummer, which he was. Then you yeah. can clearly see that this, um, you know, saying something like this is not in the character of John Lennon at all. And if you do a little bit of research, you find out that there's no way John Lennon said this about Ringo. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I went down a little bit of a, a research rabbit hole on that one and found that that's definitely also false. Wow. Because that, that's a big one. You, you hear that all the time. and Whew, Okay. True. 
Yeah, and I, I think you mentioned exactly what what comes to my mind is uh, that Get Back documentary, I think, shed some light on how much they truly respected and, and loved Ringo. And Absolutely. They, they begged him to come back. They begged him to join the band in the first place. They recognized his talent. That, that would be a, a major shot if Lennon had really said that. So that, that's okay. That, that actually makes me feel a little bit better, to tell you the truth. There you go. Good sleuthing. The work is done here. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, let's move on to a few of mine. They kind of fit that that classic rock era. The one that I wanted to tackle came from a, a certain Melanie on, on our fan list there i know who that uh, is yeah. i've known her she for a comments bit. on your stuff a lot she must stalk you i think she oh, likes you oh checks in the mail check or i guess i'll <laughs> just put it on the counter and she can pick it up um the first one that she had mentioned was one that i really wanted to tackle that one that really f- first came to mind when this topic came up and that's the famous incident with the prince of darkness mr ozzy osborne the Ozman cometh. The, the Ozman. So the I'm sure everybody's heard this one. Ozzy bit the head off of a bat. <laughs> Is it true? Did it really happen? And so again, I, I think we all went down our own little rabbit holes as we researched these things and looked into them. Uh, back, this was 40 years ago. Can you believe that, wow. Matt? I mean, you were just no. getting out of getting out of college and and starting your. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah january 1982 (laughs) middle of a cornfield des moines iowa now here's one thing that i was kind of finding out is uh, i had heard his concerts back then and and since then have been crazy and and this was one of the, the contributions to that so they had been on the road for over a year these infamous shows that he held they had this thing they would do with the crowd where they'd throw stuff at each other (laughs) and the crowd would sneak things through security um he would throw pieces of meat pieces of animal at the crowd apparently that's why not apparently that's real it's rock and roll folks and then they would throw whatever insane thing they could throw right back at him i think one of the favorite things he mentioned that a crowd member threw was a live frog and it was huge it was this big old bullfrog that just landed right in front of them (laughs) on stage so anyway there was this back and forth that he and the fans had during these shows well in des moines iowa 1982 a fan threw a bat or at least allegedly threw a bat onto the stage ozzy was on you know uh, i'm sure <laughs> a few substances or under the influence of something at least he admits that he was high on life baby. high on life right high mm-hmm. on life he picked up the bat allegedly sank his teeth into the bat allegedly felt the blood allegedly i mean gore disclaimer here <laughs> and uh and realized what he had done and and he truly he actually did bite the head off of a bat allegedly so as i looked into it as i uh, he's given many many interviews as you can imagine he's been asked about this in almost every interview he's given in the last 40 years he continues to be asked to this day about this incident and he says that it really did happen that he bit into yeah. a live real bat. 
Now his intent though, he thought it was just a rubber toy is the, is the line, that, is the line that <laughs> he continues to repeat. Right now, part of me thinks, Grr. okay, <laughs> but, but when I, when I put into context, the stuff that they were throwing at each other, the crowd, we're talking animal parts, meat, some pretty nasty stuff, dead rats for him to just immediately bite into something like that. Yeah. It's a little tricky. It's a little, uh, was he doing now did you say was it alive or dead it it, the the claim here is it's live it was alive so somebody catch it i mean they flap their wings they uh... (laughs) yep so that's the claim maybe he's got super fast reflexes i don't know he thought so here's his quote um here's the quote i thought it was a rubber bat i picked it up put it on my mouth crunched down bit into it being the clown that i am and then realized that he had made a horrible mistake. Now, bats, we know, and we've heard that they're the biggest carriers of rabies. Um, they're one of the biggest transmitters, at least. And so he actually had to go to the hospital immediately after. And he received rabies shots in his uh, behind <laughs> every single day for the next month, at least. I think miserable. it went on a little bit longer. And he said it was truly miserable. He, 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 yeah, he repeats that over and over how, how difficult that was, especially when you're on tour. I'm so, sure that's not the worst disease he has encountered. Yeah. He said it ain't, it ain't no fun <laughs> when you get them rabies shots is what he says. So yeah, this was real. He bit into a lot <clears> bat and he paid the price. So and that's our first true myth. That is so true. It's not a myth. It is Legend. in fact. Bam! Back true. The uh, truth is being laid down tonight. Very good. Oh man. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, everybody can sleep well tonight knowing that at least <laughs> at least one of these rumors was true. The other one knowing that I had, Ozzy really did do that. Yeah, the other that one, one that might I, give me nightmares. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're a bat, it would. That was quite the crazy train. I've got one more. I like how you did that crazy train. Speaking of crazy, we're talking uh, we're talking about one of the immortal beings of the music industry, uh, Mr. Keith Richards. Yeah, let's get a golf clap for Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he's still alive, I think I think everybody's kind of marveling at that at this point. Maybe I believe he, he's only 72, but man, he He's looked 72 for a long time. <laughs> he's lived a rough yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's not the age, it's the miles, right? Isn't that what I keep hearing? That's right. So there was an interview back in 2007. Man, this made headlines. So he, I think it was with New Musical Express. It was a sit down. And he, he, of course, gets questioned about his drug use in almost every interview that he does. It's pretty notorious. How is he still alive after? all of that drug use and he's probably still got a few legendary things in fact. that is one yeah. of the legends so here's a legend that he added to the legend is one of the strangest things i've tried to snort was what he was asked my father he replied <laughs> i snorted oh. my father is what he Gross. continues to say he was cremated on so many levels. So here's the quote. The quote continues. He was cremated. I couldn't resist grinding him up a little bit and put it and added it to my blow, as he says. 
my dad wouldn't have cared. He didn't give a bleep. It went down pretty well, and I'm still alive. So that that's the quote. That's an actual quote. You can see it. You can read it. That's real. That part of this legend is true. He said that in an interview back in 2007, word for word. You can go and look at it yourself. Now, as we read on, as we just, uh, as we look at different interviews, different stories about people who were around him and handled him, so to speak, back in that day, here's an additional quote from a recent interview, 2020. He says, I was trying to say, regarding that interview, how tight his dad and him were, that they were that tight. He went on to say that he actually scattered his father's ashes beneath an oak tree and did not snort his dad's ashes. He sprinkled them beneath a tree. He and didn't he, inhale. And how he is now growing oak trees as a hobby, apparently, and he would love the fact that he had spread his ashes below an oak tree. So he clarified later that no, he did not, in fact, snort his dad's ashes. So what do you guys think of that? Or maybe he was just too embarrassed right? and walked it back. And he really did when he was high or something one time, snort him, snort some uh, dad ashes. That's uh, Robert, yeah. Bobby. How you feeling about that one? I <laughs> I think the further you get away from the first time you said it, the more likely the first one was true. Yep. See, that's how I feel about this one, boys. I'm throwing this into the plausible category. I agree. He tried getting 100%. rid of the definitive yes. There's definitely not mm-hmm. a def- there's not a definitive no here. He t- he didn't say that that was crazy. He didn't say that anyway. He didn't completely walk back mm-hmm. the statement. Period. It was just a he he's claiming that he was joking or not not being serious or or trying to illustrate how tight he was with his father that he he just snorted the essence for some reason <laughs> he he thought going through the details of grinding him up. And putting him in the blow was somehow a joke or an. Anyway, I I'm I'm throwing this wow. slightly too this, detailed. This is way too detailed. I agree. Way too detailed. And yes, the further uh, you know, thirteen years later, maybe you're super embarrassed uh, in front of the interviewee or interviewer, and uh, and you walk it back, kind of, and say <sighs> that you that you used a tree instead of a a one dollar yeah. bill to snort. It's not your dad. <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm totally skeptical of the walk back. It's at least at minimum plausible. It's something that we all believe to be true when we heard it back in 2007. Yes, it was nuts when we heard it, and but I think most people said, "Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out." Okay, so that. that... That was the second one I wanted to tackle. Thanks, Mel, for uh, for those two. Those were two that came to mind. Nice. Well, Bobby, you, we all roads lead to to kind of uh, to the Uncle the Bobby, one, the one that you want to lay on us. Yeah. So, Bobby, what you got for us? Yeah. So one, I I was inspired to do this one because <clears throat> of a recent movie that's come out, Elvis. Um, you can check it out on HBO Max. They are not sponsoring this episode, but you can find it there. Um, But Elvis, and there's a lot of theories about Elvis, and I'm sure everyone listening should know who Elvis is, even though allegedly, or not, 
he died about 45-ish years ago. Keyword allegedly. Um, Keyword. Allegedly. Yeah. So I wanted to dive into a couple of the main theories that are out there, and they both purport that Elvis is still alive and did not die. So one of the theories, which is um, highly researched and touted by a, a best-selling author, Gail Brewer DiGiorgio. Now, I don't know if best-selling is her own statement or if it's really because I'd never heard of her before. Um but she has written a book. She wrote the book back in the 1980s, and she did a lot of research. She read through hundreds upon hundreds of pages of files from that she that the FBI had released, and she says she knows, not that she believes, but she knows Elvis is alive. So the theory that she purports is that he was either an FBI undercover agent or informant and that due to some information that he had brought forward his life was at risk and that he is now in witness protection um he was scared for his life because of a, a mafia group the fraternity they were into some you know little things like racketeering and stuff like that so mm. so that's the big thing she says she knows um, she also claims after her book was published that she received a phone call from Elvis in the middle of the night, and she recorded said phone call. I listened to that recording, and I will say on the recording, it sounds like Elvis talking. Oh, um, thank you very much. Oh, oh, yeah, they had a whole conversation. He, She asked him point blank um, if he's living on the West Coast or in Hawaii, and he said he couldn't you know, say, um, and she says, so Hawaii. And then he's like, well, I'm currently in Washington. Um, <clears throat> anyways, but he said like she would never find him. I don't know that I believe that that was actually him calling. The reason is if you've ever been to Vegas, there's a lot of Elvis impersonators. Mm, there's quite a few. I've heard people talk like Elvis. So I'm sure it was somebody playing a joke on her after the book was published. Um, but she is adamant that 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 is true. Um, second theory is that he faked his own death to go into hiding. He just had a enough of the music career. And if you watch the the Elvis movie, you can see that you know he was getting kind of frustrated with the the craziness of being in Vegas. Didn't feel like he got to control his own career. He wanted to travel internationally. His manager um wouldn't allow it which you could probably go into a whole conspiracy about his manager as well in another episode but i don't want to spoil the movie um but those are the two conspiracy theories um and then some recent interviews recent as of 2003 2005-ish so priscilla his his who was his ex-wife when he died she was being interviewed by oprah and um Priscilla either messed up her words or something, but um, Oprah was asking about um, Elvis spoiling his daughter, Lisa Marie, and Priscilla says that's what he said the other day before correcting herself to say, you said. So so that was in 2005. Uh -huh. in 2000, Got him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, in 2003, Lisa Marie was being interviewed by the late Larry King, 
and she avoided a question um, that he asked around whether she um, ever felt like she had communication with her father. Um, mm -hmm. Interesting. And one of the last supporting pieces of evidence is that people pur purport <clears throat> even to this day seeing sightings of Elvis and there's a whole society around Elvis sightings and they don't do all bad things. Apparently they do a lot of community service as well. But the, one of the sightings that made me laugh probably the most is a video of this old dude who at Graceland, um, one of the groundskeepers and is purported and he would have been 81 in the year that this video was taken. And they claim that this groundskeeper was was Elvis. And the groundskeeper responds, he's like, I'm not 81. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> so that that's some of the supporting evidence. There's a lot more online. Um, but I'm just gonna have to say I think both of these are false. And I want to tell you what, you know, what really happened. So I've got some facts about Elvis. So first of all, do you guys know what his favorite sandwich was? Peanut. I'm gonna say pimento cheese. It was uh peanut butter banana. Yeah, Brandon's sandwich. Right. Is that right? Yeah, fried peanut butter fried. banana sandwiches. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Everything's better fried. Yeah. Yeah, and this actually was the the when my wife revealed earlier she doesn't love me. She claims that his favorite sandwich was a fluffernutter sandwich, and oh, I yeah. told her that my research indicated that was false. He couldn't afford um, that back when he was poor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a fluff or nutter sandwich, know. nothing against it. I've eaten my fair share. They're great. Um, but the fact is, he liked fried peanut butter banana sandwiches, Laura, um, not <laughs> fluff or nutters. So, um, two, here's how Elvis really died. And for you young ones, here it is. Brace yourself. This is what I want to know right here. Dropping some truth. Yeah. This is how he really died. So he died on the toilet at the age of 42. Oh, crap. So, yeah. Um, so his fiance at the time, Ginger Alden, um, she found him in the bathroom in a comatose, um, in a comatose state in a seated position beside the crapper. That happens to um, me every night, by the way. Just, yeah, uh, just a Wednesday afternoon for Matt. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So okay. his body was quite rigid. So like he's still in the seated position. His palms are out on like the floor. Were his, his palms sweaty? Kind of like weak. This. I didn't ask her that when I interviewed her. Um, well, you only had one but, shot. Like, his knees so. were bent, and like so clearly he had fallen off of the toilet. Um, turns out he had a heart attack. But there is some suspicion around this, which I think leads to some of the theories that he's still alive. Um, because it took three doctors um, almost two months before they released his official cause of death. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, suspicious. I mean, <laughs> the other thing is, is there was suspicion for people who believed he actually did die because they did announce that he died. They just didn't release the official cause of death um, for a couple of months. Um, but they did rule out that he had overdosed on drugs. Um, really? That was a big suspicion at the time, is that he had overdosed. Um, Would you but, say they had suspicious minds? Mind. May have. Oh, yeah. 
So even though they ruled out that he overdosed, in his system were many medications. Um, the only thing is they were all prescribed by his full-time employed doctor, <clears throat> Dr. Nick, Ooh. who you may have seen on The Simpsons. There's a story. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to say about Dr. Nick. We could probably do a whole episode about him someday. Um, but Elvis like Michael Jackson's was... doctor. Yeah, I there's ties to Michael Jackson that I was thinking about um, that we could talk about in another episode. But Elvis was a little bit of a hypochondriac. So you might be asking, why did he have a full-time doctor? Robert, why told, did he need a full-time doctor? Yeah, truth be told, he was suffering from saddle sores from riding horses. Terrible. Now, I've ridden some horses in my day. Apparently not as hard as Elvis because I never had saddle sores to where I needed Dr. Feelgood to help me with my ailments. So Dr. Feelgood. They have a chamois butter now that takes care of that, right? Yeah, they probably do. You know, rub some ointment on there. Um, But Dr. Feelgood is the nickname that was afterwards given to Dr. Nick. Um, But Dr. Nick over the years prescribed him all sorts of stuff for his ailments that he had. So he's Um, the one they call Dr. Feelgood. He is. Yeah. So he prescribed amphetamines, barbiturates, um, qualudes. Qualudes? Qualudes. I'm going to go with qualudes. Yeah. From Dr. Cliff Huxtable (laughs) also. Um, use some of those for things. Yeah. Um, and various sedatives. So. Um, Too soon. So, yeah. So there was a lot of suspicion that you know maybe he overdosed, but all the drugs that were in his system at the time of his death had been prescribed by his doctor. Um, after his death, interestingly enough, Doctor Nick was taken to court in 1980. Um, there was allegations that he was overprescribing medications to not only Elvis, but also Jerry Lewis. He was acquitted, um, but back, and then again in 1995, the Tennessee Board of Medicine did find that he had committed malpractice um, because he had pers- overprescribed to about 13 musicians. Um, he I claims Johnny Cash was one of those too. I could be wrong, yeah. but. Uh, might have been. I, think I don't know. Uh, kind of in the same crowd. Yeah. So he responded um, as part of this that he overprescribed because he cared too much. <laughs> so, um, but the autopsy that came out about two months after his death says that he did die from a heart attack. The Elvis's family did request a second autopsy to be performed. We don't know what was in the outcome of that second autopsy because it was requested to be sealed um, for 50 years. So in on August 16th, 2027, that autopsy will be unsealed. And we may finally find out if he didn't actually die from a heart attack. Um, But the fact is Elvis died at the age of 42 on August 16th, 1977, while taking a crap. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to add that I missed in my notes, but I didn't know this till today, but barbiturates can cause constipation. So it's being Wait, bar, bar what, Chewitz? Barbiturates. Okay, thanks. 
Yes. <laughs> Am I pronouncing that wrong? No, I I just wasn't sure what I heard in there. Yeah, so, um, barbiturates. Can't, a side effect of barbiturates are they cause constipation. So it is believed by a, a select group of people that he died while trying to push too hard and he had a heart attack. Terrible way to go. That's the case. Golly. Yeah. So that's a plausible cause of death. I mean, that's that's the the legend that you hear over and over is Elvis died on the toilet. And and it's that's true. So, so it is true. He died in that vicinity. He I, I believe the autopsy initially showed uh, an unreal amount of stuff, we'll call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> within his system. And then you had the drugs, you had the lifestyle on top of that. Absolutely. And uh yeah, stri- and the, the Elvis risk. movie doesn't deny that he was being given a lot of drugs. Like in certain parts of the uh, movie, when he goes back to his room, he's like, get me Dr. Nick. Um, it shows Dr. Nick giving him some shots. So, yeah, the 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 theory that he died on the toilet is, is very much true, although um, his official location of death was at the hospital. Um, but his fiance Ginger Alden, um, she wrote a memoir. Um, it was released some years back, I think in 2014. And she did say that she found him on the floor near the toilet in all the positions I described earlier um, to where then she called the authorities to come and take him to the hospital. They were not able to revive him. Sad. Yeah, I mean, of all the places to die, especially when you were someone that famous, to die trying to push one out on the toilet, I mean, I can see why they'd want to keep that under wraps a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And that, oh boy. Sad way to go, for sure. So I'm going to put, I'm going to slap a true sticker on that one. That one's uh, true. Yeah. The theories of him still being alive, I think those are false. Okay. You're pretty dismissive of that, Robert. Wow, just immediately based on based on your research. Well, yeah. if he hasn't left the building, he may uh, not have. We said it all. Well, I guess I'm speechless. Sounds like we've said it all. A little less conversation, a little bit more action. A little more action. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. We really appreciate the comments. Again, those were pulled off of our our Facebook post. And don't you worry, we're going to get to the rest of them. There were so many really interesting stories brought to our attention that we plan on covering in next week and maybe even the week after his episode. Uh, some t- to name a few, uh, there are some replacement theories that I can't wait to get to. <laughs> yeah, Becca, that'll be fun. Becca Clinton those mentioned be awesome. a few of those. Uh, artists that really don't write their own songs, like Kyle had mentioned. Uh, Andrew. That's mentioned, what I'm looking forward to. Mentioned a Pearl Jam legend I can't wait to dive into. Uh, so we've we've been given plenty to look into and to, to create some more content here. We appreciate like the, the comments and the and the participation. Yeah, thanks, everybody. A lot of, a lot of fun Good stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll keep the party going here and just assume that there's some kind, of, cons- kind of conspiracy going on here, guys. Maybe... Maybe all of these people are alive. Who knows? They're all living at a beach house in North Carolina. That's where they are, Bobby. They're right down the street from you. You didn't even know it. I'll find them. Oh, boy. 
Okay, well, that does it for this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Again, thank you to all for participating. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. So hit us up on Apple, Spotify. Keep the comments coming on Facebook. Again, we will be tackling these topics moving forward as well, at least for the next few weeks. So we'd love to hear what you got. Other than that, thanks for coming. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Illuminati has left the building. You know, for the fans, we might actually be able to do a walkthrough of this closet when I'm done with it. Thanks for killing my segue. (laughs) (laughs) I can't rewind. I came up with that. It was off the top of my head. It was a beautiful segue. It was. It was perfect. And he made it all about the closet. I'm sure your closet will be amazing, and it will be worthy. Of a, of a Mick Jagger or an Ozzy Osbourne or, or all these guys with their beautiful houses. Thank you. Chandeliers in their closets. Bobby's closet. Now, speaking of I which. Mean, you've heard of closets. Oh, he did times. it again. But <laughs> God. Yeah. These are going to be closets by Bobby. All right. I'm going to go on to you. Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm going to go on mute so Brandon can get a segue in. That's so good, though. You got to talk okay, to Okay, I got to compose myself. I thought if you left the blinds like at a nice angle, like nobody's going to be able to see me, right? Yeah. My wife debunked that when she was out walking the dog. And she's like, um, yeah, you can see everything. So nice. that has been going on for like two months. <laughs> so, so now I'm closing the blinds a little tighter, but that explains why the neighbor across the street looks at me a little funny. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. Together, we're suspicious.